If you guys love the podcast, you want to get the audible version of my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, at capitalistbook.com. A user named just Jay on Amazon said this in a review, a four-hour work week for 2019. He goes on to say, I bought this book because I read somewhere that it was like a four-hour work week of 2019, and it absolutely delivered. The book delivered on both big ideas and has specific actionable templates, including unredacted and minimally redacted emails. This book is not chock full of self-promotion or useless platitudes, but is broken down into four key rules explained in solid detail and with specific and often amusing anecdotes. Reading this really got my wheels and my head turning of how to be resourceful, which many say is the ultimate trait of a successful entrepreneur. My favorite of the four rules is blank. You have to go read the review to find out. But guys, thanks for supporting me on the podcast. I hope you go grab the book on Audible today at capitalistbook.com. It took him four years to convince himself to finally quit and go all in, launch the company or the idea maybe in 2011, then went all in in 2015 once they could pay themselves salaries. Today, a team of six people in Sweden in remote locations. They've passed, um, uh, they've passed about 175 customers doing about 70 grand per month in pure play SaaS revenue, almost that beautiful million dollar run rate. Now they're already over that when you add in their kind of one-time fees as well, but growth is about 50% year over year. They've got net revenue retention over 100% as well, only churning on a gross Space is about 8% of revenue per year, spending anywhere between six and 12 months of first year ACV to acquire these customers, which are, again, folks looking to put on events, whether it's internal or external, that's what their uh, app uh, event app does. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Matt Backlund. He's the founder of a company called Meetup. He started out as an Accenture consultant, went on to be a CIO in the Nordics at a, at a media and tech company called Cision. He then quit in 2012 to start Meetup and other biz, and another business full time. In 20 since 2015, though, he's been 100% focused on Meetup. Matt, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. What does the company do, and how do you guys make money? Uh, we're an event tech company. We build uh, uh, mobile event apps for meeting conferences, uh, different events of different sorts. Um, so that means that we provide information, create interactivity, and improve networking at events. An event is typically an internal event or a customer event, partner event uh, that our customers organize. So that means that we are we have a B2B business model, meaning we sell to the organizer of the event who purchase a license uh, to use the app. Either they use an existing app and, and purchase one event in that one, or they we build their own white label app for them. Um, and it's either they, they purchase a single event and, and just use it once or maybe come back next year and, and use it again. Or as we prefer, of course, they sign up for a, a subscription and use it the same app for many events mm-hmm. over the year. And Matt, so, what, are they, what is your average customer, would you say, pay, pay on average per year for this? Uh, 
if it's a subscription, on average, they pay between four and five hundred dollars a month. Okay, and when you say if it's a subscription, what's your revenue breakdown between subscription versus one-off? Uh, it's about two thirds are subscription. Okay, so that's not that's not actually not bad for this kind of space. I know a lot of these kind of companies really struggle with churn, and it's actually usually not a SaaS yeah. company; it's a one-time fee kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Uh, the thing is. If you look at it from outside, you, you would say you might only want to sell subscriptions. But the nature of an event is that it's a one-time thing, meaning our way of getting new subscription customers in is to get them onto a single event. Uh, and then if they like it, and they, they do often, uh, they come back and, and want a subscription. So so it's it's a, it's a way of getting them in to, to sign up for a subscription. And once they're in uh, as subscription customers, we have a really good retention rate. So they, they like, our customers like the, the product. What's really good retention? What's the, ret- what's the actual rate? Uh, we have, if you look at logo churn, uh, I mean, how many actual customer names we lose, I would say we, we have a churn on maybe 10 to 15% a year or 1.5% per month. But revenue is a lot lower because it's the, the customers who leave us are, are small customers who don't use that very much. Yep, so what's, uh, revenue? The main what's the revenue churn? Uh, it's about half that, I would say. Okay, so, so about, about seven, 7 to 8% gross revenue yeah. churn per year? Gross, yeah. That's great. And then what are you? what's net? I don't have an exact number for that, but I'm, it, it's positive. I mean, we... Well, of course, well, of course, it's positive. But do you mean above one hundred percent? What I mean is, if if I, I mean, we, the customers to upgrade uh, and use the our solution more compensate for whatever we lose. If I put it like that, yeah. So that would mean that you're above one hundred percent. But I'm curious how far okay, above. Yeah. To be honest, I don't sure. know. No, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, and just to be clear that we're measuring the same thing. So if you go back a year and you look at everyone that signed up in October of 2017, and you fast yep. forward to today, eight percent of the revenue has churned. However, that same cohort has upgraded way more than eight percent. So net revenue retention yes. on that cohort is more than a hundred. Yes. Exactly. That's great. Very good. And uh, put this on a timeline for me. So when did you when did you launch the company really full time? Uh, well. We launched it back in 2011, but but as you mentioned, we started working with this full time maybe from 2014 or so, and starting to hire people to bring into the company. So so we built it up. Me and my co-founder uh, Marcus uh, started it with. Uh, at the time, we had other resources of income and built this on the side. But um, the first two or three years, so when we actually uh, started full time, we could. Uh, the, the revenue from our customers could pay our, our salaries and our and, and whatever costs we had, and we have built it since then. And what? So when you, I'm decide, I'm curious when you did decide to go full time in 2014. What was the revenue about per month? Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, 2015, we had a total revenue around 200,000 US dollars. 14, I don't remember. It was maybe half that. Okay. So what, maybe 100 grand uh, and then two, 250 in 2015. And then fast forward today. So what are you doing per month today? Uh, it's about or above $100,000 a month. Okay, 100,000. I mean, so that's that's pretty healthy. So 100,000 per month. And you said earlier that it's about a $400 ARPU on those people paying monthly. What's put to your customer account at about, what, 250? Well, not really. It's a bit lower than that because you also have the the setup fees. So uh, we have subscription revenues of maybe seventy thousand. Oh, I see. 
uh, amounts, and then we have the setup fees. So about so 170 customers then? Yeah, that the subscription ones, and then about the same number uh, of, of uh, single-time customers. Yeah. That some of them convert into subscription later on, but if I calculate over a year, we have maybe 150, 170 subscription customers and about the same number of, of single-event customers, yes. That's great. And what has growth been? So a year ago today, what were you, or what were you doing per month? Um, we we have been able to to double our, our revenue the last couple of years. This year, maybe not. Maybe in in absolute terms, we'll have a higher increase, but in, in percentage, maybe not 100. percent So okay. let's say it was we will grow with maybe 70 percent this year. Okay, so that means you were maybe doing what, like 50 grand a month about a year ago, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and just to be clear, we're only you know the 70 grand a month you're doing today. That's just the pure play SaaS revenue, which you said is two thirds of your total revenue. So we can increase yes. that to about a hundred grand per month when you add in kind of the one time stuff plus the recurring. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Now, have you bootstrapped the company or raised? Bootstrapped. You, okay, great. I love that. And um, okay, so bootstrapped. Now, team size today. How many people are you at? And where's everyone based? We are. Uh, 18 or 19 today. We are uh, seven of us here in Stockholm. We are three, two actually now, but very soon three in, in, in the US. And we have a team of, of uh, nine in uh, in India, in Chandigarh. Oh, very good. Okay. And how'd you set up the team in India? A lot of you know founders go, how did all these people get these outsourced dev teams? How do we get one of those? It's, I wouldn't say it's easy. Uh, we, we have invested a lot of, of time and energy and money in it. Uh, I've both me and Marcus have been working with offshore development teams our whole careers before this. And I mean, the, the credit to set this up and make his work is definitely his work and, and our local Indian CEO, Anush. Uh, but I think the, the key to succeeding in having an offshore team is that you need to really invest in, first of all, getting the right people in, of course, but also investing in getting them to understand the product, the business, so that they can actually think for themselves and make and question and, and come up with good ideas. We can't, we will never be able to give them detailed enough instructions for them to just code whatever we tell them. But you have to invest in in making sure they really understand the product, the business, and sure. and, and are well, familiar with what we are doing. Yeah. So 19 people in Sweden and other remote locations. And then what are you spending to acquire one of these customers, fully weighted? It's it's around two thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, and that means if they're paying you four hundred five hundred bucks a month, you get paid paid back what in about five six months. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I mean th- that's the average uh, acquisition cost. Then split between both single event and subscription. So probably if we were able to split that, it would be higher on the subscriptions because it takes usually it takes a little bit more time and, and, and energy to, to bring in a subscription customer. Sure. But it's very difficult to split it that way because sellers, I mean, the sales team will work on whatever leads they can. And so, so if you split the whole cost on the, all the deals we do, that's the cost. Yep. And, and I mean, how are you going from, you know, a hundred customers to 150? Where are you finding the 50, you know, more customers? You mean the sources of leads and yeah, how? Yeah, how, how are you? How are you getting customers? Uh, well, the most customers comes in through our website. They contact us, and we, we, we spend a lot of time and energy and money on on uh, making, I mean, our, ourselves visible through search engines and, of course, advertising. Uh, and how and, much and per month do you say, spend on ads? Sorry. Oh, total. Um, too little, I would say. <laughs> we want to increase it, but it's. 
uh, it's probably two to three thousand dollars. It's it's too little. Yes, but okay. Uh, and and on that three thousand bucks though, if your CAC is twenty five hundred bucks, that you're you're spending that money and only getting one new customer from it typically. You well, I don't follow you. You said your CAC was twenty five hundred dollars, and then you just told yeah. to acquire one customer, and you just said you're spending about twenty five or three grand a month, so you're getting one new customer per month from that spend. Well, in in the CAC, I include also the sales salaries and all the the marketing efforts we do and so on. So so, so maybe two or the three. Average spending is just a, a small portion of that. Yeah, uh, I mean. The search engines actually—I mean, the organic search actually bring in more leads than the ads. So, like, uh, what's a point. what's a what's a top search term you want to make sure you're number one for? I would say event app of just event app, and that does well yeah. for you. Hold on, and that does well for you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But there's also conference app. There is uh, interactivity at events. There are also a number of other uh, search terms that that we need to to be visible on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I would say like it's, I don't yeah. it's extremely competitive keyword. You have all in the lube, crowd compass, double dutch, expo pass. Um and I don't see you guys are actually listed on the front page anywhere. So like how do you make sure you always stay on the front page? Well, that's different on different markets, obviously. So the US would be the most competitive one. Uh, oh, I see. And then that's why we also need the ads to, to be visible in the US. Um I see. So if I was in if I, I had just done that Google search in Sweden, you guys would be on the front page. Definitely, yeah. I see. Uh, and it's also a product that's kind of, uh, it, it's, it helps us be, because our product is visible to lots of potential buyers. I mean, it's used by, at a conference where not only internally at the company, but uh, at the conference where, where the, the participants come from many different organizations. They see the app and they actually contact us and say, I like that app. Could you tell me more about it? Mm-hmm. So that's actually an important channel to get leads to. Uh, the, the product in itself is visible and our name is there as a powered by uh, thing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. The powered by stuff works nicely, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It does. Um, it okay. Very good. Uh, let's wrap up here with the famous uh, five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, one I like is, is uh, one called uh, Crossing the Chasm. I don't remember who Crossing the Chasm? about marketing. Chasm, yeah. 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 Uh, Jeffrey Moore. Yeah. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I read a lot about them, several of them, but not in one in particular. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? I'm not sure it classifies it as an online tool, but we built our whole business on Microsoft Azure and the Microsoft uh, SaaS suite or cloud computing. Right, that counts. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Between seven and eight. Okay, that's healthy. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, married, two kids. Two kids. Matt, you're a busy guy. All right, and how old are you? 43. 43. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, lots of things. But in this context, I would, I think it's to tell myself that you actually don't have to go into employment, but you can actually start your own business. That was something I, was, I didn't even think of, think of at that time. Guys, start a company earlier. He took him four years to convince himself to finally quit and go all in, launch the company or the idea maybe in 2011, then went all in in 2015 once they could pay themselves salaries. Today, a team of six people in Sweden in remote locations. They've passed um, uh, they've passed about 175 customers doing about 70 grand per month in pure play SaaS revenue, almost that beautiful million dollar run rate. Now, they're already over that when you add in their kind of one-time fees as well, but growth is about 50% year over year. They've got net revenue retention over 100% as well, only 
churning on a gross basis, about 8% of revenue per year, spending anywhere between six and 12 months of first year ACV to acquire these customers, which are again, folks looking to put on events, whether it's internal or external, that's what their uh, app uh, event app does. All right, Matt, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you.